All right, thanks, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll-free, our number is 800 941 Sean. if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, loaded up today. Oh, the era of the COVID emergency declaration is over. We'll explain, in fact, what that means. That's coming up uh, in the course of the program. Simple man Bill O'Reilly here today. Um, you know, I'm saying this to people, and I don't think, I, I mean, I wish I could come on the air and give you some good news, but I don't have any. I don't think I've ever been this concerned, and I said this yesterday, about where this country is, what's going on in the world, what's happening to our economy, um, the lack of leadership, how out of touch the, the Democratic Party is, how out of touch your president is, and I've never seen a more aggressive effort to, to literally reshape the world's political order than, we're, than we are now witnessing. To me, this, this even is more dangerous than the Cold War days. To me, we have a new axis of evil that is emerging. And by the way, I have new news today because it's gotten that much worse, which I'll explain in a minute. And your president is visiting castles in Ireland. While in the meantime, President Xi is, is making his move and he's getting our allies that we had under Donald Trump to make a decision on who is ultimately, who they think ultimately is going to be the winner in this power grab. And they're betting on China. They're not betting on the U.S. And in large part because this president is so checked out. And they fear that, Amer they, they sense that America's better, best days are behind them. And they feel that America's gone woke. And they feel that America is not going to be able to recover so they're deciding they don't want to end up on the wrong side of history in terms of who ultimately is going to be the world's most dominant superpower. They are betting on China, and I'll explain that in detail. You know, the press is even now lashing out of Biden a little bit. My, you know, this is minor stuff. You know, Donald Trump took questions practically every day. The press is sick and tired of Joe Biden ever talking to them. The reason is, and I watched President Trump like he, he was on with me. He was on with Tucker last night, and I thought Tucker did a great interview with him. And I thought, you know, I was thinking as I'm watching this and knowing the time that I spent with him recently, Joe Biden can't do an interview like this. He's not capable of it. He's that cognitively compromised. He's not capable. And that should be enough right there to stop any American from ever thinking about voting for this guy again. And Kamala Harris, while she doesn't have the same cognitive deficiency as Joe, she's got her own little cognitive thing going on because she can't, she can't communicate effectively. You know, the time and the passage of time, because time is passing. And that's why through the passage of time, we pass through time. And it's why we call it the passage of time. I don't want to play it. Um, anyway, so there is some, some back there. Now, there are other issues that the mob and the media you know, deserve answers to. Nobody picked up that Wink and Tony Blinken acknowledged that, that Joe, in spite of his promise not to abandon Americans in Afghanistan, well, he abandoned 175 that they're admitting to and the admission that some of them are hostages. We have a hostage right now, a journalist being held in Russia by Vladimir Putin. And Joe's answer was, well, that's illegal. That's all he said. There's been no consequences for the, the, the spy balloon with China. 
there's been no consequences to Putin and Russia knocking out one of our drones. Nothing. Nothing's happening here. By the way, there is news. This is, was pretty interesting in the New York Post today. Uh, you have a former White House stenographer, Mike McCormick, is telling the New York Post that he wants to testify before the federal grand jury in Delaware considering charges against a zero experience hunter saying that he has relevant information ignored by the FBI, hence the investigation into whether the FBI is politicized and the DOJ is weaponized. He said ignored by the FBI that implicates President Joe Biden in a foreign policy influence peddling conspiracy. Well, I would think that that's something that everybody at the FBI would want to know. Even the Department of Justice, even though they're part of the executive branch, that they have a sworn duty. You know, we keep getting lectured that, you know, uh, justice is fair and blind. and That's a bunch of crap. We, we have a, a politicized Justice Department and we have a weaponized Justice Department. Anyway, he uh, visited Ukraine with, with Joe Biden three di- times and says that on a 2014 trip, that um, Sullivan, then a Biden national security aide, briefed reporters aboard Air Force Two about, as an anonymous senior administrative official about how the U.S. was interested in helping Ukraine's nat- nat- natural gas industry. And at the time, and unbeknownst to the public, until weeks later, Hunter had joined the board of Burisma, working with an executive who would later meet with Joe Biden in Washington. Well, that counters that lie that Joe Biden never had contact with any of Hunter's foreign business dealings when, in fact, we know he had many contacts with them. You know, we learned yesterday that over 80 people, while he was vice president, uh, Hunter's friends made it into the Obama-Biden White House uh, 17 times. The vice president of Rosemont Seneca made it in there. Anyway, so this guy says that at the time and unbeknownst to the public that this has happened— And I think the FBI should be investigating it based on eyewitness support. This happened. Joe Biden was a part of this. They've been looking for Hunter Biden, but this ties to Joe Biden and Sullivan into promoting a kickback scheme with Ukraine. McCormick says he was with Sullivan in the press cabin of the vice presidential jet en route to Kiev in April of 2014 as the aide outlined how the world's wealthiest country would help the deeply corrupt post-Soviet state build its gas industry giving a rundown of Biden's priorities. Now, that then goes right into Joe Biden bragging about withholding a billion taxpayer dollars to get a prosecutor in Ukraine fired that was, well, investigating Burisma and his son, who had zero experience, that was being paid a fortune. By the way, Hunter is along with his dad on this trip to Ireland to go visit the castles. And while all that's happening, the world is beginning to burn. Peter Ducey asking, who's going to get fired uh, for this over the Afghan evacuation report? The answer is nobody. They blame Trump. Donald Trump, last 18 months of his presidency, didn't have a single dead American. And the Taliban were warned, don't you dare move one inch or I will obliterate you. Trump told that to me in numerous interviews, he said it. Now, this is the problem that's unfolding before the world. Now, number one on the economy, we've got really bad news. MetLife Financial Wellness Survey shows more Americans now are in survival mode. 70% of Americans say they are stressed about their finances, mostly due to inflation, economic uncertainty, rising interest rates. And with the stress mounting, the overall financial health of U.S. employees has plummeted overall to just 55%, down from 65% a year ago. People are in survival mode. We do have some good news, however. 
The White House is actually celebrating the news today that Joe Biden's inflation number for March came in at 5 percent. Well, who can blame them? Inflation is now only three and a half times worse than what they inherited from Donald Trump's 1.4 percent. Yeah, okay, it's down from their, their record high, but it's still at a, you know, decades, you know, many decades year high. You know, Joe Biden became president. Inflation has cut the value of your income by more than 15 percent via roll call. You know, new facts that they're not going to tell you as they're out there popping champagne corks and celebrating and eating caviar on their way to the, the castles in Ireland. Joe Biden's inflation, okay, up from 1.4 percent. And anyway, it has had a devastating impact on American standard of living. If you were making $100,000 the day that Joe Biden was inaugurated, that is now worth $85,000. So unless you've gotten a 15% raise in the, in the interim, you're actually making significantly less than you were making two years ago. Average household, the Biden inflation tax has been on average $10,000 a year. Well, that's why so many Americans are, 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 are suffering the way they are, and it's needless suffering. And for Americans trying to save for retirement, multiple reports now indicate those retirement accounts have taken an average hit of 25%. So let's say you managed to sock away 200 grand by January 2021. Okay, that's now worth significantly less, about $165,000, $70,000. Roll call compared the cumulative inflation rate under Joe Biden for food, energy, and rent versus the inflation rate for those under previous presidents going back to Jimmy Carter. But for the sake of comparison, let's just look at Biden versus Trump. Since Biden became president, food is now 18.3% more expensive. After a full 48 months under Trump, food prices had increased only 3.6%. During Biden's 26 months, rents up 13.5%. During Biden's 48 uh, months, uh, the increase was 7.5%. Okay, dramatically less under Trump. After 26 months of, of Biden... Energy costs have exploded nearly 40%. Under Trump, energy costs barely increased at all. It went up 1%. That was it. By the end of his presidency, we were energy independent and a net exporter of energy. I can go through the list if you want. Eggs, margarine, vegetables, airfare, motor vehicle repairs, you know, even plain old white bread, which I wouldn't eat. Anyway, vending machine food, uh, fresh whole chickens. I know because I buy this every week. I go shopping. People are shocked. I go shopping. Sweet baby James, you know, he finally left my house after living with me for almost a year. But I, you know, there's no one else in my house that's going to go shopping. It's me alone, so I'm going to go shopping. Anyway, I actually like shopping. I meet people. I say hi, and they ask, well, what are you doing here? I'm shopping. What are you doing here? Shopping. And they look at me, well, why? Oh, you let you do your own shopping? I'm like, yeah, you do your own shopping? Yeah. Uh, why are you here? Because I like to eat. Look at me. I like to eat. A lot of protein. I'm paying a lot more. But inflation report to show whether, you know, this, 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 this is all bad on every level. None of this is good for the American people. And by the way, 25% of Americans now are in food survival mode. They are, you know, they're struggling for just to put food on the table because they can't afford it. And that's only one part of what's happening. And, you know, we now have, I told you that we have this new alliance, I call it the new axis of evil. And it's President Xi meeting Vladimir Putin, including the Iranians in this deal. And China now, uh, Saudi Arabia, 
made the conscious choice to leave the coalition formed under Donald Trump that was the United States, Israel, Egypt, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE. Okay, now we're learning that three of those partners have chosen new sides. Saudi Arabia allowed China to broker a deal between them and the Iranians, which is like next to impossible, uh, but he got the job done, and now they're negotiating a deal between the Saudis and the Syrians. Now the UAE has, they, they've made their choice as well. And they're choosing China over the U.S. Why are they making that choice? Because they think in the end that China is going to win this battle, this, this new realignment. And the same thing with the UAE. Now we find out, too, that Egypt is giving billions uh, or giving weaponry to Putin, you know, to negate the weapons that we're giving Ukraine because Europe won't st- lift a finger. And then you have that, you know, frankly, nothing but a, 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 a dirtbag, so-called ally, and, and President Macron saying, oh, we have no business with America's support of Taiwan. Says it to President Xi. Well, you know what, President Macron? Fine. We have no business helping your continent of Europe. So you go take care of the what's going on with Putin and the Ukrainians. We're going to bail out. We're going to give that money to the people of East Palestine because those people are now getting sick and cancer-causing agents are showing up in their systems left and right, and Joe still hasn't made a trip to East Palestine. But I'm going to explain this, this new axis of evil and what it means, what, what this means in terms of long-term, we are reconfiguring the power shift in the world that will have implications for generations to come. Because they are determining that China is going to win this conflict and become the world's dominant leader. That's what they have decided. I haven't decided that. I'm telling you what Saudi Arabia has decided. The UAE has decided. What Egypt has decided. What Latin American countries are now deciding. What Africa is deciding. Because while Joe is looking at castles, President Xi is building his coalition every day. And, there's a, and threatening the U.S. every step of the way and humiliating Joe Biden every single solitary day. Because every time he makes a threat and Joe does nothing, guess what? The world is watching. Never mind the fact that the world's watching that the guy can't string two sentences together.